Welcome back to the Waterboy Podcast. Sorry, Waterboys Podcast with a Z. I'm Nick. I got my fellow co-host Josh. How are you today, man? Good, Nick. Good, Nick. Lots to talk about this from this past week. Lots to talk about. I mean, what do we got on the table? We got three extensions to talk about. We got the Western Conference preview. We just finished the East, if I'm not mistaken. So give me a little bit of your thoughts about the extensions this past offseason, especially with these three, Kuzma, Gobert, and Giannis. Okay, we'll start with the big one, the one we thought that... You know, I at least I thought he was definitely going to end up leaving Milwaukee, but um, you know, huge win for Milwaukee. Uh, a lot of people are saying it's a huge win for small market teams, but I just you know the player empowerment uh, has led players to just you know stick for two contracts with their with the team they drafted, and next thing you know they end up moving to a bigger market. Uh, Giannis is a bit of a different person compared to everyone else i feel i don't i I don't know if you've read or heard the stories of how faithful he was of how uh you know he would his parents would tell him if his brothers didn't eat then he couldn't eat either you know things like that uh making him wanting to secure as much money as possible whereas other players are at least after their second contract, they're a little bit more worried about not being able to lead their team to the finals. I mean, we've seen it with so many players. We saw it with Davis. We saw it with James. You know, they it came to a point where, yeah, this team could offer me the most money, but what I really want to do is end up winning a championship. And they eventually ended up making moves that would uh, send them to teams that allowed them to do that. Uh, but now with uh, Giannis, you know, he was more about securing the bag after, you know, if you've read or heard any of the stories, you see how poor that family was. Um, and I guess that really did affect him or affect his decision as to whether he would leave Milwaukee or not. Uh, so as much as everyone's saying it's a big win for small market teams, I would just say, uh, this guy is probably a bit of a different beast than uh, other NBA players. I would have to agree with you there. I don't think it's a small market win. I think he's just looking to secure as much money as possible. That being said, I can't blame him for taking the maximum extension, which was 200 plus million, I believe. Yes. Yes. So I think... I'm on the same boat as you. I think he's going to leave within the next year or two if they do not win. I think it'll be another Paul George situation, though, in which they'll get probably a war chest in return for Giannis. And I think maybe more than what the Clippers gave up for Paul George at that point. However, I don't see any team feasibly doing that within the next year or two. Well, Since, in our in yeah. our private talks, I remember you talking about matching that huge of a con uh, of uh, of a salary rate uh, in terms of trades. You know that everything has to match in terms of salary going to either team. So that does put a huge dent in uh, in trading for Giannis, right? But anyways, keep going. Yeah, the only teams I could see probably making a run for him would be Dallas and maybe Miami at that point. You know, it depends on how their contract structures are going to be looking like, right? I mean, if you think about it, Miami's going to... I mean, right now they have a bunch of uh, guys coming off their rookie contracts, so you'll have to re-sign Hero, uh, Robinson, none. If, and imagine if they keep going or improving, their contracts are going to have to uh, match that improvement. So that could easily knock them out of it. Uh, I I would I would agree with you that Dallas would look more likely just because, I mean, I feel like only Luca would really be up for a huge contract, and then KP I I would believe that he would be up for one too. But how is KP, his health gonna gonna be at that point, right? K, KP already signed one, I believe. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Right, right. You're right. But I, I I would just think that Dallas would have a better chance out of those two. I think Dallas is more enticing than Miami, just talent-wise. 
And I think they can make the pieces work there. Moving forward with Milwaukee, though, I don't know how they're going to react because they put essentially they're all in this year, I would say, with how they tra- traded for Justin Holiday. Or sorry, Drew Holiday, not Justin Holiday. Jesus. And they failed that trade for Bogdan, but they swung for the fences for Giannis. So let's see what they do this year. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, then the other big signing happened today, which was the Rudy Gobert uh, uh, contract. Uh, what are your thoughts on him becoming the, I think they said he was the center that had the biggest contract ever now? Highest paid center. For the best defensive NBA center in the regular season with a rim presence, it's hard to find those type of big men. And it's not like he's that... It's not like he's that... How do you say? They're not easy to find at all. And what he brings to the table is very appealing because... Well, not appealing to the average viewer, but what he brings to the defensive presence of Utah, I think it's hard to replicate that. And with Utah, it's hard for them to keep stars and they have to overpay for stars. My concern is playoffs, right? He gets played off the floor each time when he gets to the playoffs. Yeah, that's the only thing. Uh, I mean, this team is... I mean, their aim is to win a championship. You know, they have a young core. They've been together for a bit here now. Um, you know, they, what is it? Has it been three first round exits in a row? I, I believe. Um, no, they, they beat OKC. The other right, round. right, yeah. right. That's true. Um, thing is this, I mean, if you want to win a championship, but they gotta, this guy's got to find a way to be effective when it comes down to the clutch. I know they're not going to be giving him the ball. I mean, it's playoff, it's playoff basketball, right? Like he's got to develop a shot, I would think, but it doesn't look like he's, that's his aim, right? His aim is more, uh, run to the hoop, um, defend, uh, pick and roll and all this other stuff. But uh, definitely, he's got to find a way to be more effective. I mean, uh, last was it last playoffs? It was Jokic that got the better of him. It wasn't by much, but he still got the better of him. Uh, you know, at certain points, you gotta you gotta be able to take that step, right, in order to uh, finally get over humps. I agree with you, and I think in the West, he just has a lot of bad matchups center wise. I mean, Jokic is a handful even though he's not the most athletic center out there. Then you have to guard Anthony Davis. I don't think that's going to be fun for him. And even... What's the next team up? I, th- I think even a Trez could give him problems if he has his outshot, outside shot going. Yeah, I, I agree. But, I mean, he's a defensive player of the year. What is it, three times already? I mean... At some point, you, you got to show that off, right? Like, if you're not going to be able to help your team on the offensive side during the playoffs, at least be able to shut down the that center that you're, that you're paired against. And I know those aren't easy matchups, but at the end of the day, you did win Defensive Player of the Year. And you should be able to at least try to not show for it. Shut, shut that, te- that player down, but you should be able to, you know, come up with clutch um, stops, right? In the end, it's all about when you show up in the playoffs, right? You got to be able to stop that one possession so your team uh, can separate itself from from and and take a bigger gap and and be able to win the game, right? Especially in these close games. Yep, playoffs is where you earn your money, right? Yep, and uh, so far, I would, I mean, it's a huge contract. Uh, you can't really argue for with Utah for giving it to him, but he's going to have to show up eventually in the playoffs and actually earn this huge uh, extension. Yeah, that's... I mean, he has five years to prove it, I would say. <laughs> as yeah, funny but, as it sounds. Yep. And Movie. then today, uh, the other re-sign was... Uh, I mean, I feel like it. He's not a, he's not a star, but I mean... 
it's a Lakers, so obviously people are going to make noise from it. Uh, uh, talking about the Kuzma extension. Kuzma, three years, $40 million. What do you think about that? I was actually expecting... I, w- I would have thought the Lakers were going to, at some point, release him. Um, or not release him, but at least trade for him and just get some extra help, I would think, probably on a defensive end. Uh, since I feel like this team has lost a lot defensively. So the fact that they gave him an extension, you said they can't trade him for six months, so probably most likely not going to happen this year, I guess. Uh, most likely it'll end up happening next season. Um, I'm I'm a little bit on the fence about it. Like he, he has his moments, but like again, this is a guy that needs the ball, right? And with a team that ha- already has... LeBron and Davis, like he's not going to get it. So, and until then, hopefully, maybe he can be a guy that can shore up that second unit. And even the second unit right now, you're going to have Schroeder and and Harrell. So, I mean, what are the chances of him handling the ball that much, right? So, uh, I mean, good for him. He he showed up. A you know, he can't say he didn't show up in the playoffs last year. He had his moments. But uh, he's just uh, a little bit inconsistent. He is a little bit inconsistent. I think he's going to have to look over his shoulder because we have another young wing waiting for his turn. And THT, Talon Horton Tucker, I believe, right? You're correct. And he's only 20 years old, I believe. And he looked real good this preseason. Even though it's preseason, he looked more confident this time around. Yeah, and let's not forget, he had his moments last year in the second round series against the Rockets, right? Yes, he is a matchup nightmare. He does have that seven-foot wingspan as well. And same hand size as Kawhi. Not to say that measurements are the end-all for defensive impact, but he does have the gifts to become that person defensively. Yep, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how... um, how he comes along, you know, another late uh, draft pick that the Lakers are able to turn into a decent player, right? Very much so. And I think leading into the Western Conference preview, I think he'll be a key piece moving forward with the Lakers. They'll have a deep wing lineup for sure with him coming in. Yeah. You want to turn into turn it into a Lakers segment, I guess. Uh, let's not start with the Lakers. I think we'll start with the biggest splash, Phoenix Suns. What do you think? Phoenix Suns, uh, they finally, I guess, after so many years of not going all-in, they finally made an all-in move by acquiring uh, CP3 this year. Uh, they ended up trading Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, Ty Jerome, a future first round, first round to uh, Oklahoma City for Chris Paul and Abel Nader. Yeah, and a Jalen Lacouk, Lacue. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> Another add-in, though. Right. Um, okay, so let me, let me. So, do you think what happened at the bubble was a complete fluke, or do you actually think this is what we should be expecting from the Suns from now on? I would say 50-50. I think half of it was a fluke and half of it was the Suns coming into their own. And they're a young team. Correct. They are They are a young team. And then uh, you bring in a veteran in Paul, right? Uh, I, I mean, we've talked about this before. I, I feel like uh, him being, you know, the guy to lead a bunch of young players, it, it worked out in Oklahoma City. Why can't it work out here in Phoenix? That's true. I mean, they have two young pieces. Oh, no, a few young pieces, sorry. With DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, they got... Oh, who's that guy on the wing? I forgot his name. I don't know. They remember they had Cameron Johnson from last year. Sorry, it's Macau Bridges. He's pretty Macau good. Bridges, yes. They have Cameron Jay Crowder, Justin yep. Galloway, Cameron Johnson, Etwan Moore. I mean, that's a pretty... Dario Saric, that's a pretty decent team. Yeah, not a bad team. Uh, they didn't re-sign Aaron Baines or Frank Kaminsky from last season. 
I mean, they got clear upgrades already, though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but do you think this is a playoff team? Ooh. That being said, I do think they are a playoff team. Really? I, I would, think... I would say they are more of a uh, play-in team. Oh, really? With yeah. Chris, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. I just feel... I just feel that I'm not sure how Chris Paul is going to be able to play all those games in such a small amount of time. Uh, I feel like the, they're eventually, I feel like he might get injured eventually. So, and once he goes down, I don't know if Phoenix is going to be able to be able to, you know, maintain a, a good streak. I think they'll have their struggles, but they're going to eventually get into a play-in game. Wow. I don't know about that. I think they're better than a play-in team. I think if you compare this team to Portland and Memphis last year, I think they're way better than those two teams, if you think about it. Mm, I, I I don't know about Portland, but uh, definitely I can see them being better than Memphis for sure. You, you think they're a play-in team? I think they're six seventh seed to me. Well, let's not forget that, I mean, the play-ins are what, Seven, eighth, ninth, and tenth. So there's two playing uh, games, right? Oh, so, that's true. Yeah. So what do you call it? So I think they're borderline playing team, as in like the upper half of the play of, of the playing. So between seventh and eighth, and I think they could even compete for that sixth spot. But I'm not gonna say for sure. For sure, they're gonna get uh, a sixth spot. That's fair enough. I I still think they're a really good team, to be honest. Two young pieces and one vet who can still play. Yep, I yeah, I can't argue with you on that one either. And they have a Jay Crowder as well, which helps immensely on the wings. Oh, especially defensively, and then this guy can shoot too. You know, he's not scared about shooting. He could be in the slump, and he'll still take that shot. Speaking of which. Who do you want to preview next? Want to talk Warriors? Warriors. You think they're going to be a play-in team, or you think they're going to be a legit contender? I would think bottom half play-in team. And even then, they're still going to be uh, fighting for that spot, uh, for that, for those last two uh, play-in spots. What about you? What do you think? I think they're 8th, ninth team. Eighth, ninth team? Mm-hmm. Eighth or ninth. I don't think they'll have enough, to be honest. Looking at their team, I mean, it's a weird mixture of very young players and very seasoned players as well. I just, you know, I feel like defensively the team might be might struggle a little bit. On the offensive side, I feel like they'll, they'll probably have, I would say, more than enough to be able to compete, right? I mean, just just with Steph Curry, if could you imagine him just going all out just by himself? Uh, we saw a little bit of that in in the preseason. The guy, the guy just just shooting and then driving to the hoop is unstoppable. But I would say a guy like Wiggins, you know, you can't really depend on him that much. He he shows up sometimes, and sometimes he doesn't show up. Uh, you know, Draymond didn't really have his greatest year last year but i mean he also had a bunch of you know players he's not used to around him so i can see why he struggled a little bit last year uh i just don't see this team having enough to defend to be honest with you let's say they do get in and they're the eighth seed and whoever the first seed is do you not think that they would pull the box in one on the golden state warriors definitely <laughs> That would definitely happen, and it, I, I mean, I would think that would be an easy sweep for whoever ends up uh, being first. Uh, you know, the loss of uh, Clay to the injury—that that's a huge loss right there. A guy who can shoot, a guy who can defend for you. Uh, and I mean, to be honest, if you look out, if you look at the roster, they don't really have anyone that's going to replace that guy. No, and I don't think a Kelly Oubre or Andrew Wiggins can take that team when Curry's being locked up by a box and one in the first round. I just can't see that happening. Definitely. Uh, 
what do you think? Have you seen any uh, of the James of James Wiseman play lately? He has COVID, remember? So he's right, out. right. He's been out. So it'll be interesting to see what happens once he comes back in. Dadded Brad Brad Wanamaker in it this year too. Um, yeah, man. I, I just don't. I, I think they're going to be definitely a bottom half uh, playing team. I think even with the additions, like you said, Brad Wanamaker, Kelly Oubre Jr., Kent Bazemore, Nico Manin, I think Jeremy Lin, I was heard, was being re-signed as well. Uh, that fell through. Apparently, they needed uh, permission from the Chinese League to, in order for that move uh, to go through. Uh, apparently, he, they didn't get it, so that transaction never happened. Uh, I feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah, and he could have made uh, one more, could have had one more uh, chance at playing in the NBA. Yeah, I think for them, it's just, it's going to be hard. I mean, you have a rookie coming in, James Wiseman, and you have Kevin Looney, then you have Draymond Green, Marquise Chris. I don't think that front court, let's say we throw them against the Wolves, against the Lakers. Do you think they can match up against a Trez, Davis, and a Gasol? Honestly, no. Honestly, no way. Just don't see it happening. Um, I I mean, you got Davis and you got Gasol. Holy cow. Davis can do everything. Could you imagine Gasol just making passes? Uh, I mean, the only bad thing, he he doesn't shoot, right? So I just don't see that. I don't see this front court being able to keep pace with with the Lakers. Even with a Denver front court, I don't think they can keep pace with that as well. Right. But uh but yeah, man. Anyone else you want to talk about? Speaking of Denver, how do you like them coming into this year? Denver I sort of I wanna say that I expect them to do better than last year. Um, at least in terms of standing wise. Uh Jamal Murray took a huge step in the playoffs, and I am just expecting him to keep that going. Uh, you know, this team has has been through battles already. Uh, I don't know, man. I I would I would say that uh, they they would battle it out for that second spot in the West. You think they're going to battle it for the second spot in the West? Yes, I do. Even with the loss of Jeremy Grant. You think yes. you're gonna battle? Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? I mean, it's not like anyone else made major steps into improving, right? Pretty much, you're bringing back a team. You're bringing back the same team. Another year of experience. You know, they they battled their way through two, three, one deficits. You know, I I just uh, I would expect this team to be able to compete for that second spot. I mean, they do have some key additions coming back. I mean, Jermichael Green's a good one. Then you have Will Barton coming back. Yes, and you didn't even have that guy last year in the playoffs. And they drafted RJ Hampton as well. Right. But, but yeah, man, I just don't... I don't expect Murray... You know how last year Murray had that sort of... During the season, he just didn't show that improvement from the year before? I don't feel like that's going to be something that happens to him this year especially after having such a great playoffs i think that was his coming out party yeah i believe so too uh what do you call it do you think michael porter jr takes another step this year i think he takes that next step i think he's a key front court addition that will propel them to maybe a second or third seed i like where this team is going the only oldest player in terms of experience is Paul Millsap at 14 years. Everyone else is below 8 at that point besides Will Barton. Yeah. It, it's it's definitely an, an interesting team. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, would, I feel like them and the Clippers are going to battle it out for that second spot. Speaking of the Clippers, should we dive into them? Might as well. What's your thoughts on the Clippers? I think they regressed this year, to be honest. Definitely not as not as deep of a team as they had uh, last season, I would think. No, I mean you lose, you lose Trez, you lose Green. Those are two key pieces. 
you resign Morris because you have to. You give Paul George a max extension. At that point, are you just going with the pieces you have? I mean, they got Luke Kennard. I don't know who else could really make an impact. Serge Ibaka, Terrence Mann, Rajon Tucker. They signed Batum too. <laughs> but, oh, Batum. I don't know where he's been. He's been in Charlotte lost. He's been in Charlotte, yeah. yeah with lost. that huge-ass contract, they, he, he ended up getting bought out. And, uh, you know, they, they fired Doc Rivers, hired Tyron Lue. How do you feel about the Tyron Lue hiring? I feel like he's he's just a player-turned-coach co- player that has the respect of some players because he used to play in the NBA, right? I mean, that's a big contributing factor. Can you relate to your players? I think he's famous for telling LeBron to shut the hell up and play in the finals. But other than that, we haven't seen him really coach, to be honest. Yeah, well, I mean, if it, from the reports, it kind of seems like that's the type of coach this team needs, right? Someone to just, you know, get everyone on the same page, you know, not not be able to, like, be scared and call them out and stuff, right? Because from the looks of it, I mean, a lot of the players were not happy, especially the, the players that were on the team before, Kawhi and uh, George, were not really happy with all the preferential treatment they were getting, especially... Uh, well, not so much quiet, but they didn't really like the preferential treatment George was getting. That was that was a big no-no for a bunch of those players, and they didn't like it, right? Uh, maybe Lou is the one guy that can actually uh, motivate this team. Maybe, but I, I don't really know. I mean, you got Paul George, who's the most inconsistent playoff performer ever since that leg injury. You got Lou Will, who's a walking liability. You got Patrick Beverly, who hacks everyone to death and doesn't get called for half of them. You got Nicholas Batum taking a vacation in Charlotte for the last four years. Luke Kennard's a good piece. Zubach is a good piece. Don't get me wrong. Morris is a nutcase sometimes. And you have Serge Ibaka. I feel like that was a huge upgrade. Serge Ibaka, for sure. I would feel like that's a huge upgrade at center, at least for this team. You know, the guy can, I mean, he's not as good defensively as he used to be, but, you know, still a guy you can depend on when he's taking threes and stuff, so he can uh, switch up that that offense a little bit, right? Because last year they didn't really have a guy who could, or a center who could spread the floor like that. That's true, but I think individually his defense is very subpar. Team defense is where his calling card is. Right. And then the other question, well, I feel like they won't have any problems this time around with, uh, you know, changing up their attack, especially after seeing the same thing not working. Remember the pick and roll from last year in the playoffs? Uh, that wasn't working, and they and Doc Rivers never really made the correct adjustments in order to be able to get out of that uh, second round matchup against uh, against the Nuggets last year. Um, so, like, well, I can can or uh, sorry, I mean. Uh, yeah, do you think they they're able to do that this time around with Lou Willen or with yeah with Ty Lue? No, because they don't they didn't make any personnel changes with the guards. I don't think Patrick Bev or Lou Will can run an offense. To be honest, I think it'll be the same point of attack through Paul George or through Kawhi Leonard. To be honest, and we all know that Kawhi Leonard doesn't like handling the ball. It's not his. It's not to his particular taste. I mean, he can play. He can create off the dribble, but I don't think that's his forte, to be honest. Yeah, and so it'll be... I mean, that'll basically... I mean, they were up 3-1 last year. I mean, any if they would have made some type of move to at least help them out, they could have, you know... Who knows what would have happened if they would have beaten that, that, that Nuggets team, right? Like, could they have gone toe-to-toe with the Lakers? I mean, you never know. Yeah, that's. I mean, you never know, but it's not the Lakers' fault that they lost, right? I mean, yeah, Lakers were true. the cha- Lakers are the champions for a reason. They did play out that playoffs, and they won each series dominantly. 
I yep. think at this point we're gonna see how they have to play, right? I mean, losing Trez and losing Jermichael Green is a big blow, talent wise. I don't know if their pursuit of Derek Rose fell through, but they needed a point guard badly this offseason. Yeah, and it doesn't look like they're going to get it. Uh, that being said, man, if they don't end up winning something this year, could get ugly for this team. Like, Do you think Kawhi would want to re-sign with them? I think he would dip and leave at that point. And then you're yeah, and then you gave up all those assets and basically went all in and weren't able to win anything. So this could be a make or break year for this team. Speaking of point guards, Houston, they swapped their point guard for another point guard. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, we all know who got the better player in that trade, right? I think we both would agree that Westbrook was a better player in that trade and that Washington got him. That's true. I mean, Washington did did get a good player in Westbrook, but Houston, they get a low-risk, low-reward situation. No, I'm kidding. Well, I think, I mean, yeah, they, they basically got a player that hasn't played in two years. But... Uh, Yes, but they did. They did get Demarcus Cousins, Christian Wood, and still a few players that can play on that roster. I mean, they did trade uh, Covington away, which is a big no-no. What do you think? Well, they wanted to get the assets out of it, right? They were able to. I mean, from that, they were able to get the Christian Wood, and then they were able to get a few other draft picks, so I could see why they made the move. Uh, you know, it just... Dude, it, honestly, it all depends on what's going to happen with Harden, to be honest. This is like... I feel like the Rockets are one of my biggest question marks coming in, going into the season, because you just don't know what the hell is going to happen with them, right? Like, are they going to trade Harden? Are they not going to trade Harden? Is Harden going to be invested in the season if he i mean from the looks of it especially at the beginning of the season he was not too happy and if you think him not showing up to training camp on time was not a sign of him just sort of i don't know i i think it would it was a bit of a protest as even even though a lot of people say it wasn't it was a protest that he wants out otherwise he would have showed up on time he definitely wouldn't have looked like he looked in that preseason game in terms of size uh, yeah, man, to be honest with you, I don't know what, what the hell this team is going to look like. All I know is that they're my biggest question mark just because of the whole Harden situation. I think Harden does leave, but I don't know who would take him besides Philadelphia. I mean, maybe Miami at that point, maybe Brooklyn, but Brooklyn doesn't look like it wants to deal Irving or Durant. Well, yeah, and like I can see why they're they're hesitant to do that. They've, they, I mean, they have a chance of having three big players on the team. Why would you want to get rid of any of them? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it, it's it's a really it's going to be a strange season for Houston. I mean, just with having Harding on on your team, you're you're guaranteed to make the playoffs. But if he's not invested in the team. And if he really wants out that badly, then I don't know what we're what he, Harden's gonna look like this year. I mean, coming into camp in that shape is not a good way for other teams to trade for you. I mean, yeah, I don't, all that. Yeah, I don't know how he's gonna fare this year. I think this team drops off maybe to a six seed. Maybe they retain fourth or fifth, but it really depends on how John Wall looks as well. Yes, and like all the supporting pieces around them, right? How's the Marcus Cousins going to look like? Let's not forget condensed season, and these guys are just coming off injuries. That could, <laughs> could you imagine an injury to one of the guys or even both of the guys? Like it's a good possibility. I mean, that's why you have Christian Wood and Demarcus Cousins as. 
key backups, right? Then you have PJ Tucker, Daniel House. You're waving Gerald Green. You still have Ben McLemore. Other than that, I don't know who you can really depend on to get you buckets besides uh, Eric Gordon, but he's been wavering for the last few years as well. Right. Yeah, man. And then you also hear um, Tucker isn't too happy either. Um, you know, he's been wanting a huge extension because uh, he's been loyal to the team. He's been taking pay cuts and all that stuff. But fortunately, new team owners, you know, they don't. The new team owner isn't really spending right now just because of the whole COVID situation and how the economy is trending because he does, I think he's owner of like hotels and stuff like that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so right off the bat, you know the guy's not going to be wanting to spend. Uh, so he's gonna, he's not going to be happy. Um, yeah, it's just it, they've made so many bad moves at this point, Nick, that they're basically left with uh, nothing to really trade for anymore, right? I mean, they're stuck in a bad situation. I think they might be a bottom-dwelling team in the next few years, if it looks like it. But other than that, I don't see them contending for the near future. Yeah, I agree. I mean... You got to give props to the, to the team because, uh, I mean, they, they were contenders for the longest time. And uh, if it weren't for the Warriors, maybe this team would have had one, at least one, one championship, right? Uh, but unfortunately, it didn't happen. Things don't always bounce your way. But you, gotta, you can't say that this team wasn't a, a success for, you know, what was that run? They had, they had a run there for quite a while. Four years, I believe. Right. And they haven't missed the playoffs in how many years? So, yeah, they've. I mean, at some point, you can't always be contending. I think you you always can't be contending, but you also have to be in a position to be in contention. Just like the Spurs, just like OKC right now, how they stockpile assets all the time. I think if you can pull the trigger for a star, you should do it. Yep, and uh, they and they've. They've done it, right? Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Uh, you know, as, as much as Harden is a great player, man, all that, uh, you know, he doesn't like taking accountability for reports of Westbrook calling him out and him just not wanting to hear any of it. And uh, he's just saying one of the reasons why Westbrook wanted to leave uh, Houston was just because of the whole culture they have there. Uh and uh, apparently that's why Washington wanted him because they have been known for having a culture of taking it easy. But uh, in comes Westbrook, who wants to win all the time, which is something you got to admire from the guy. Um, and uh, they're hoping that he's going to be the one to teach all the young guys uh, how to be competitive. Washington is in a good situation because of Westbrook. They got so many international pieces there. And they're on the cusp, I would say, of getting into the playoff race. We'll see how they go this year. I mean, we talked about it already in the East preview. In the West, I mean, you have John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, looking to come into this year to prove something that can still play. So they'll be at least competitive for the time being. I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team. or they, or Sorry, I don't know if they're going to be a first and out team. But they still have the roster to at least get into the playoff picture right uh want to switch it up to the mavericks mavericks the most international flavor of the nba how do you feel about them uh i could see this team take a big step from last year uh i mean i i want to see how Porzingis is uh, comes back from his injury right uh, apparently, the Mavericks are targeting him to come back uh, January 1st from the knee injury, so he won't be missing that much time. Uh, yeah, yeah, Nick. I, they, I mean, they ended up letting go of Curry. Uh, that was a huge, uh, that was a huge loss for them, especially the way he was shooting the ball last year. Um, how do you think this team is going to fare out this year? I think they take the next step going forward. I think they'll take maybe a third or fourth seed at this point. 
But I don't know if they're gonna contend. I th- they did take the Clippers to six, but this team can't really defend. Do you think they can defend? Well, that's been their only that that's been their big problem, right? For as much as they've had one of the best, I mean, I think was that they're all they had the best offensive efficiency last year, but it was just um, their defense was was 18th last year. So you can see why they were having troubles. Um, they they traded Curry for Richardson, right? The 36th uh, draft pick. Uh, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting. They they got to find a way to um, to make those stops. I don't know that they've made the that they have enough to be able to do it. But uh, another year together, I would feel that they should start uh, coming into, uh, you know. They've been through the playoffs already, so they can see the fight. They they got to be able to do something this year in terms of uh, improving that defense. I mean, it is 18th in the in the league. I'm pretty sure they can do better than that. I mean, at least top 10, right? Well, even I mean, even if you cross the the halfway point, you know, you always want to be at least in the top half of the league, right? Always having uh, both your offense and, and defense at the top half of the league helps out a lot. Um, but the elites are the are the ones that usually have top 10 offense and defense, right? And, I mean, they're still a young team. they still got a long ways to go. Um, but uh, if they're, if they're going to start making that jump to be a contender, they're going to have to improve that defense. And Porzingis has to be healthy. That too. That's, I mean... Scary. The guys had so many injuries, and I was reading. Uh, I was reading on the Athletic. They were comparing uh, big men and how they only have a shelf life of I can't remember. I think it was like seven hundred games or something, and that after that they just they're just never able to stay healthy. And uh, they're predicting that that is most likely the way that Chris Ops is. Uh, career is going to go just because of his size and the fact he's been he's had so many major injuries i mean it's hard when you're that tall and to move all the time it does take a toll on your body yeah all that weight all that you know you could stay as light as you want but especially once after you get your your like your first major injury uh you know it always seems like something's going to happen to you especially if it's a knee injury I think I still think they'll take that leap for next year. Who do you want to talk about next? All right, let's talk jazz. Well, how do you feel about the jazz coming into this season? I say this every year outside of our podcast, obviously. I feel like they're a dark horse contender, but they always start off slow, then they finish strong for the season. That's always their problem. Yeah, it seems like they always have a really tough first half of the season, and then once the second half comes in, it's like they're facing uh, the easier teams. Um, I, yeah, you're you're right. They that always seems to happen. Um, but after last year's playoffs, do you do you feel Mitchell is more or less gonna have that fire in him that we saw in the playoffs? I think. He will have that fire for sure. I think he's going to be on a mission this year. Problem is, there's a few question marks. Is Mike Conley going to have a slow start again? Is Rudy Gobert going to be played out the playoffs again? Is Joe Ingles going to have a, you know, is he going to have his role situated? Then you have, outside of that, do you have Bogdanovich playing to his potential? It's, it's a lot of questions on this team, I would say. Yeah, you're right. Let's not forget they also had they brought back uh, Derek Favors in for a three-year, twenty-nine million con- uh, contract. Uh, let's not forget the him that 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 pick and roll he has going with Ingles. You know, you got Ingles' favorite pick and roll buddy coming back. Uh, that usually is always a positive for 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 the Jazz and. Maybe Ingles won't have that much of a slow start uh, compared to last year. Yeah, maybe he won't have that slow start, but a large 
largely the team remains intact. I don't think they're gonna push past the second round at most. I just don't see it. What'd you think about the contract they gave out to Clarkson? I think Clarkson deserves it fully. I think he's shown to be that six man heat or uh, spark plug off the bench. I think he fully deserves it. I think between him, O'Neill, Ingles, Mitchell, Conley, I mean, that's a lot of perimeter players you can go through, but none of them can really set up the teammates really well, if you think about it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would agree with you in terms of them not making it out of the second round. Uh, I, I don't know if this team is going to be able to take another step. Um, I would say it all depends on how Conley comes out. If Conley comes out as slow as last year, you can pretty much, I would feel like you can forget about them, uh, you know, finishing, finishing in uh, the top four for this coming up season. I would agree. I think might be another first round seven round seven games or second round out at that point. Right. Uh, anyone else you want to talk about? I want to talk our favorite Timberwolves. <laughs> uh, the Timberwolves. <laughs> what do you What do you think about the Timberwolves coming into this season? I think interesting pick with Anthony Edwards. They bring back Ricky Rubio. Then you get Rondé Hollis Jefferson, which they just released, I found out. You have Jarrett Culver, Cat, D'Angelo Russell. What do you think about this team? Uh, I, I don't know, man. We were expecting so much from this team. Uh, you know, will Towns and Russell work out? You know, they they didn't they they played a bit last year. Uh, then was the Towns got injured, right? So we want to see how that dynamic is going to work out. Uh, this team is going to go as far as those two go. And the problem is, man, is that uh, you know they th- those two guys are all offense, no defense, right? They always seem to have that problem. Uh, I mean, look, their defense was one of the worst last year. I mean, 21st in the league. Um, their offense was 24th in the league. Yeah, I, I just don't, I just don't see this working out for now. Uh, I feel like they're gonna need to add a lot more around these, around these two. I mean, they, they need defense first and foremost, and I don't think Ricky Rubio, Juan. Hernan Gomez, Malik Beasley, Jake Lehman, any of those guys, Jared Culver, Tyler Cook. I mean, none of these guys scream defense to me. Right. So, yeah, I feel like this is. I don't know, man. I feel like this isn't gonna gonna work for the work out for them this year. I feel like they're gonna need another, you know, and they're gonna be going out for a high draft pick. I would think. I don't. I don't think that this team is going to necessarily be even fighting for a play-in spot. No, I think they're 10th, maybe 11th at that point. Great. Yeah, I just I don't see that don't see it happening. Um you know, you're going to have to see uh big steps from uh Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell in terms of uh playing both sides, you know, you, you Two are the best players on the team. You gotta be able to show it on both sides, man. You gotta lead by example. Speaking of a play-in team, what do you think about Memphis? Memphis, I mean, large part they kept most of their team, right? Uh, problem is this year they're gonna have uh, two. They're gonna. Oh well, I feel like there's gonna be the one huge injury that they're gonna have to deal with, and that's. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. He's going to be out for for a little bit in the first uh, first few games. I'm not exactly sure how long it's going to be, but uh, and but that guy helps that team out on both sides of the floor. Um, definitely a guy that can hit that three point shot, right? Spread that floor. So uh, without him, they don't really have a whole lot of guys that can hit that three. Uh, I don't, I don't know, Nick. I, th- I feel like they're going to have some growing pains to start the season. 
I think we had this conversation once. I think we said, or I asked, is Jaron Jackson Jr. more important to the team or is John Morant more important to the team? I think we agreed that both of them are important and they need one another to be successful. I think with Jaron Jackson Jr., he's a defensive savant at such a young age. He knows how to rotate. He knows how to defend. Problem is, he doesn't know how to stop fouling. Yeah, that's that's true. He was he. I don't know. I forget what his average fouling was from last year, but it was high. It was so. Rookie year was three point eight. His second year is four point one. So it went we up. It went up, not down. <laughs> uh, hopefully, it goes down this year. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I largely like this team. You know, I, I like the players they got. You know, they have. I like Brandon Clark coming off the bench. D'Anthony Melton. Uh, you know, I also like the uh, Dylan Brooks man. He's one of my favorite players. I just love the way that guy just keeps shooting no matter what, and he he can either go really cold or he can go really hot. Uh, John Morant, what can we expect from him in the second year? Uh, probably gonna still be that. Probably gonna improve, I would say. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I still expect this team to be a a playing uh, team. I mean, they got two of the favorite Canadians that you like, Brendan Clark and Dylan Brooks. Right, yeah. Got to love both guys. Uh, but, you know, Dylan Brooks is my go-to guy because, damn, he, can, <laughs> he can't stop that guy from shooting no matter what. Kind of like you, Josh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I think I think they take a step back this year, though. I don't think they'll be in the playoff, play-in spot, I think. Maybe another first-round pick will do them well. Speaking of which, we got the Pelicans. What do you think of them? Pelicans. Another confusing team, I feel. Uh, like, do they want to win now? Do they, like, are they are they all in for now? Or are they going to wait and, and, and see what happens this year? It looks like they definitely want to be making the playoffs this year, you know. Uh, they added uh, Adams. Uh, they gave uh, Ingram that huge contract. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to go there right now, Nick. We're not going to argue this. Oh, I We're said. We're not going to argue this now. No. Right now. Uh, <laughs> I'll do that later. Uh, you know, we'll, Zion, Zion looks like he's in shape. So it'll be interesting what we get out of him. Um, that being said, Nick, uh, how is that? I feel like they don't have enough shooting, if you get what I mean. Um, especially if the the way I feel like they're going to start, they're probably going to want both Zion and Adams playing, uh, what do you call it, as as starters, right? So right there, you lose a lot of shooting. Uh, you know, you still have Ingram. Ingram has been steadily improving on his three. Let's see if he keeps it going. Lonzo, Lonzo seems like he's adjusted his shot. Doesn't seem like the same shot he took last year. And then you also have Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe's not that great, but he's not that bad either, right? He's a he's a decent perimeter shooter. Um, yeah, that's that. That would be my only thing against this team is that I feel they don't have that much shooting around, and with Zion needing space to uh, work or drive to the hoop and. Adams is probably going to occupy around the same area. Uh, yeah, I just don't. I don't know what to expect from it. Um, do you think they're they're going to be a playing team or a playoff team? I think they'll be a play-in team for sure. But you you can't deny they have a lot of talent on that team. Is this? It doesn't make sense with Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe, and Zion, three non-shooters. Then you have Ingram, Josh Hart. JJ Redick and Lonzo Ball, the only, I would say, capable shooters. Really, it's a lot of question marks. I don't think. Would you feel like this is the 76ers from last year? <laughs> As in, they got I... talent. Yeah, they got talent at, at, at all positions, but the pieces are just not going to be able to fit. You mean it's a that... di- a discount 76ers, yes, I think they are. Great. I, I feel like they are the series of 76ers where they just, you know, 
they they got interesting players on there. They they they're nice, right? But at the same time, you just don't see the fit. Yeah, I don't see any of the fit on this team. It just doesn't make sense. They don't mesh with each other's play style. Yeah. Speaking of fit, what do you think of the Kings, my friend? The Kings, the Kings, I don't know, man. They seem like a lost cause, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't, I definitely don't see them contending for, for a spot this year. No way in hell. Uh, you know, you have Walton just reverting to what they were used to doing in terms of going all out speed. It definitely ended up hurting them a little bit from last year. Um, you know, they, they lose, they lose what's his face, uh, Bogdan, uh, Bogdanovich, right? For nothing. Bogdanovich for nothing. Yeah. They basically let him walk. And now you're basically looking at what Rashawn Holmes, Bagley, Barnes, Heald, and Fox is your starting five. Uh, and then, I mean, they added Whiteside. But, I mean, what, what do you really expect from him? You have Bielitsa, you have Glenn Robinson III, Halliburton, and Corey Joseph. Uh, for the most part, it seems like you're bringing back the same team. Oh, and they also brought in Jabari Parker. I forgot about that. And Frank the Tank. And Frank the Tank, yeah. Um, but I just don't see any of those guys really pushing this team over, uh, over, the, over the finish line or even trying to you know, compete for a playing spot. Um, there's a, just a lot of things that need to get done to this team. Uh, I feel with next year's draft being super, uh, talented, I feel like it would not hurt them to have, you know, a top 10 pick for next season's, uh, draft. I mean, how many picks do you need? I mean, how did they go from the Kings to the Queens in two decades? I don't know how that's going to help them out in the future, but (laughs) Seriously speaking, they are a mess team-wise. I just it doesn't make sense any of those players. You need to you got Darren Fox and Buddy Heald who both need the ball in their hands. You got Rashawn Holmes who's a defensive specialist. You got Bielixa who can't defend but can play offense. I mean, there's no balance in that team. Yeah, correct, man. And uh what do you call it? I mean, the cost uh Divock his spot. I think uh I think you're 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 gonna have your buddy Walton fired this year. So uh, it seems like they're just gonna <laughs> you're just gonna be starting from scratch. I feel after this season again. I mean, you're pretty much right. I think they're gonna have a another year of misery and continue the Kings tradition of sucking. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, now Blazers, how, where do you see this team going? Blazers, I see them shooting up the standings, actually. This is a talented team. I mean, so you got Gary Trent Jr., you got Nazir Little, you got Zach Collins, Derek Jones Jr., Robert Covington, Ronnie Hood coming back, Anfrey Simons, Harry Giles, Yusuf Nurkic, and you got Dame. That is a really good team, if you think about it. I mean, if they play the way they played in the bubble, holy. And you know what? It's a good possibility just because, I mean, if you remember last year, right off the bat, they had so many guys injured, right? There was always someone missing, it seemed, at at the beginning of the season. Um, But if you saw in the bubble, holy, you saw Dame hit a whole another level, right? Uh, They have the addition of Covington, right? So I feel like this team, I feel like this team can actually play both big and small. Oh, sorry. And you got Mello off the bench now, which right. is... Yeah. This team can play. I think they'll be a tough first-round matchup. They brought back Ennis Cantor. I mean, let's not forget the playoffs he had, uh, was it two seasons ago with the Portland Trailblazers? Remember, he had the... Was it the shoulder injury? Yep. The shoulder injury, he was just playing through it, and then he also had the fast, so... Uh, but those were probably some of the most impressive uh, games that, that I saw Cantor play, um, especially with the Blazers. Uh, was it against the Nuggets that year, right? Yes, I think he's going to be he's going to be the factor as well. And Zach Collins needs to be healthy. 
Yusuf Nurkic, he's going to come back on fire. He's got a full year under his belt. Full year of rehab, sorry. Right. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, like I said, I feel like this team can go big or small. Um, I've also been reading somewhere where Damian Lillard has been wanting to expand his his range to half court. Um, I don't know how how if this is actually going to happen during the season, but there have been uh, images going around of him just shooting from the half court and just making <laughs> splashing those shots. So it'd be interesting to see if this guy's going to actually pull that off. Uh, that being said, man, Dame. Dame last year in the, in the bubble was just a different animal. Um, pissed this guy off, and holy cow, it's just you just unleash a, an animal. I wish they played the Clippers in that first round. I wish he would have just waved bye-bye to George again. That would have been epic. <laughs> uh, I feel a lot of people would have enjoyed that. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the big problems with, with this team last year was their defense. Definitely had one of the worst defenses last year. I think they were uh, they were 28th in defense in defensive efficiency from last year, uh, and they had the third best offensive efficiency. If they can, and I mean, it doesn't look like I don't see why they can't. But if they can definitely improve on that defense, like they could they could shoot up a little bit higher in the play in the standings. Um, but I would think they wouldn't. I think they're like four or five-ish team this year. What do you think? I would say four or five-ish, maybe five, six, depending on how they play defensively. Right. Their their defense is their offense is always going to be there, right? Uh, you know, with with both CJ and and Damian in there. Um, but uh, but yeah, man. I think uh, the fact that they can go big or small is going to be a is going to help this team out quite a bit this year. I, I feel like they can pound you. I feel like they can go small and just run the floor. Uh, I yeah, I, I, I like I like this team, and uh, I don't see why teams aren't or a lot of people are not really in love with this team. But I I like them. Speaking of assets coming in, what do you think of the Lakers? Oh, Lakers have already voiced it, man. Uh, they lost a lot defensively. Unfortunately, uh, you know, as much as, you know, we were talking about this before recording, they had, you know, Howard and, and JaVale, as much as, you know, both guys, you know, they're, they're not exactly known for being star players and whatnot, but they were definitely what kept, what made the team great defensively last year uh especially i i know you're gonna say how javel didn't even play in the finals but i mean at least howard did uh they at least one of them made an impact uh in in the playoffs right i mean we had i don't know if you remember but uh what do you call it they had both of them out there against portland last year uh howard against miami wasn't really that useful I mean, at that point, they were already playing Anthony Davis, but uh, these guys would take minutes off of Anthony Davis from playing center. So uh, this year, I don't feel they don't have the depth to do that, right? They'll have they'll have Mark Gasol playing in in there, right? You can also put Montrezl Harrell in there, but can you really put him out there that much playing at that center spot? Uh, maybe during the season, but not so much in the playoffs. So Anthony Davis is definitely going to have to play a little bit more center than uh, he's been used to lately. For sure. I think they did sacrifice a lot of defense. Bradley, Green, Howard, McGee. That's a lot to give up. Then you get back Schroeder, Matthews, Casal, and Trez, which is quite a good haul, I would say. Right, right. Uh, I think they're going to take a step back defensively. Um, in terms of in terms of where they're gonna finish this year, uh, I, I want to say they'll finish first, but I, I just feel that there's gonna be a lot of uh, you know maintenance days for for guys like uh, for guys that played last season in the playoffs or made it right down to the finals, right? So 
right off the bat, I feel like LeBron's definitely going to be taking some days off. Davis is going to be taking some days off. You know, even, I don't know, maybe a guy like uh, Caldwell Pope might be taking days off. So there's going to be a lot of, a lot of games where, especially in the compressed season, where they're going to want to just get these guys to take some days off. And the question is going to be whether if uh, Schroeder and Harold and Gasol are able to, you know, hold the fort while the while the big guys are taking some time off. I like I I don't know that they're going to finish first this year. Uh, what do you think, Nick? I think second is most likely what they're going to finish. Yeah. Uh, so, would you agree on my point on on them uh, on them just having it a little bit more harder this year than they did last year? Of course, a little bit more harder, but I don't see the West improving that much as well. So, really, it's up to them on how they perform this year as well. I think this year, championship is still up for grabs. Oh, oh yeah, they they could definitely go back to back. But just as easily, like uh, like it'll be interesting to see what happens in 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 the playoffs, right? Whereas maybe that pick and roll between Schroeder and uh, Harrell works in the season. What if it doesn't end up working in the in the playoffs and we have another situation as as to what happened with the Clippers, right? So uh, what do you call it? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, the only thing I will say though that with what we've seen from Vogel how he's always willing to make the adjustment. I know that, uh, what do you call it, he won't make the same mistake as uh, Doc Rivers. No, he will make adjustments. If you've seen his playoff series, he will make every adjustment possible. Yep, yep. Uh, Any other team you want to talk about? That's all the teams, man. That's all the teams? Holy, we ran through that quickly. We ran through that in an hour and eight minutes. Never mind. (laughs) Do you have any departing words for the podcast? Departing words is season starts in a few days, so get ready to watch. Get ready to watch. Sit tight. 72-game season. No All-Star game, right? Yeah, no All-Star game. I think they get a break, but no game. No game, and there's play-ins, I believe. Yes, play-ins. Two play-ins in each conference. Uh, I guess they're not going to do that what they did in the bubble remember if they're within four games uh i guess they just want to you know the tv revenue came in well for them and especially this year with no with uh no gate revenue coming in might as well take that uh tv money right pretty much i mean it's going to be a fun year this has been a blast i think we've talked our heart outs for an hour and 10 minutes i got no more words this is nick from the water boys podcast I'll see you next time. Josh, you have any more words? No, man. Take care, Nikki. See ya, Joshy. Bye-bye now.